The theme given to the world gathering of family in Philadelphia was called, Our Mission is Love. In fact, that was the theme of the whole of the Pope's the Pope's journey through the United States over this last year. You'll see the little album, the little sort of picture was an outline of his back and it said the world, the mission, uh, love is our mission. And, and there's no question, whatever might have been the intention of that logo, is, uh, it certainly is true that it was definitely his mission, Pope Francis' mission to share to share that love with the whole world. And it's a theme that goes through because he simply recognizes that his role is that of Christ, which is to share the love of God. And, and he does it so well. I, I'm, I'm sure that many of you have seen clips, and I'm hoping you've had an opportunity to see some of the, the coverage live over this last week about um, when he addressed the different places. But some of the highlights are... I think we will be unpacking for, for months, if not years, to come uh, because they're so rich and so profound. But clearly, Pope Francis took his mission very seriously, that of his mission of love to the people of the United States. But his, his, um, his mission is one of inclusivity. It, it has... A very wide, 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 uh, encompassing love. And so much so, he keeps on referring to it, that it includes the furthest peripheries. And that if not, maybe even the most important are the peripheries that were called to serve. Um, He challenged, I don't know if you saw it, there was a great uh, talk to the U.S. Congress. The first time a pope has ever spoken to the Joint House of Congress. It was a spectacular scene to see him standing at the speaker's podium and all of our elected officials listening to, to our Pope and how profound some of his words were. For he challenged them to, to dig deep into their partisan beliefs and to, to throw some of that partisan aside and to act in unity to solve some of the critical problems of our day. And he set before them four, four figures, four of our own ancestors here. Uh, the first one was Abraham Lincoln, of, of how he, he highlighted the, his pursuit for freedom and liberty for all, uh, pursuit of happiness. And then he highlighted up uh, an unlikely person that you would expect a pope to highlight, as uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and have his pursuit for equality and justice for all people. And he highlighted two more Catholics that some people think were obscure, but for those inside of us in the church, they're not obscure, but actually rather uh, incredibly saintly. One was Dorothy Day, uh, a very powerful woman who had her own um, troubled past that she she dove deep into her soul and she, she fought for, for justice and dignity for all um, and fought for world peace and fidelity to peace in the most non-violent way uh, and founding a Catholic worker movement uh, of which we ourselves here are partaking in in San Jose. And the last one was a monk, 
Thomas Merton, Father Thomas Merton, he highlighted because he uh, was a man of dialogue. A man who believed in, in the necessity to listen to other people and to meet them where they are at and have an honest exchange. And most importantly, how it is important to have that interfaith dialogue. Those last two figures were rather dissed by the bishops of the United States for some period of time. Um, the bishops thought that um, Dorothy Day was a little bit too radical and uh, tried to exclude her. And Thomas Merton was rather excluded from a number of bishops because, well, he'd gone too far. He'd started to talk to the Eastern religions and that now was maybe going way too outside the bounds. And the Pope chose to highlight these because he, he wants to communicate that God's love knows no bounds. God's love is to the furthest extremities, no matter where those people are. If they're in other religions, if they're on the streets, or if they're in their own families. That God's love cannot be contained and will not be contained. And when he got to the UN, he, he challenged the whole world to a different vision, a one of, of without, a, a, a place without war. But he said, a place without war cannot be a place without dignity. There must be dignity for all humanity. And not all humanity must include uh, some basic rights. And he, he named just three L's. Uh, it was land, labor, land, labor, and I'm trying to remember the last one, land, labor, and, lo and, and I think lodging. That we have to have those three at all times. Then he named one more, which was spiritual freedom, which includes, which includes the right to education and the right to so many other dignities. And he challenged them that this is, this is the mandate of all nations. And that the wealthy, like the letter of James say, the wealthy have a responsibility because they have the wealth to share with those who do not. Not because they don't know, but because it is the right thing to do. Powerful. Again, wealthy nations ought not to exclude poorer nations just because they don't have access to information, access to he says everybody should have access to water, shelter, and land. So it is for us to hear the Pope's words um, in a powerful way to be inclusive. And that isn't always well heard. Because we tend to, we tend to sometimes be exclusive. What I mean by that is we say, you're not part of our club. You're not part of our our church, the Catholic church, therefore you're outside the pale. You're not part of our community, so you're outside. And he goes, no, it's included and open to everyone. And now look, this isn't a new problem. We've been dealing with it for centuries. In fact, that's what the very first reading today is about. The first reading today is about, um, you know, Moses was desperate. He's leading his people out of the, out of the, in the desert. And he's saying, look, these people are unruly. There are just so many, I can't rule them. Give me some helpers. So the Lord agrees, and he goes to anoint the, the, a dose of the Spirit on 72. But only 70 were in the tent, and two were outside the tent. And so the 70 who were there got this dose of the Holy Spirit and started prophesying. But then somebody else noticed that these two, Medad and Eldad, are outside prophesying, and they go like, hey, what are they doing? They're probably, they weren't part of the club. They weren't in the tent. And Moses goes, are you kidding me? I need all the help I can get. 
He says, he says, look, oh, it would be that if everybody was a prophet, if everybody could hear God's word, wouldn't that be great? Are you jealous because they are going to help me? And he dismisses them. And then we get fast forward several thousand years, and now you got Jesus, and Jesus given his spirit to his disciples, and some outside the club again are healing and casting out demons. And John, this is one of the closest disciples, says to Jesus, Hey, we try to stop him, but he, you know, he's casting out demons in your name, but he's not one of us. And he goes, What? And you could almost hear his desperation. John, is it you that's saying this? No, look, they cannot speak in my name and cast out demons. They aren't against us, they are for us. And so love knows no bounds. And that's the most powerful message of all. It's an inclusive love. Now, last night the Pope uh, gave an extemporaneous talk at the World Family, and I, I suspect many of you have not yet seen it. I will send you the link during the week, but I want you to, to see a portion of it today because it was incredibly powerful. It is, um, I like to think it's the real Pope Francis. He comes alive, he's animated, he's now, bear in mind that the translator um, has no script. He's gone off script. The script is thrown aside. And so the translator is, is trying to catch every word or two he's saying. And so I just want to pick up here because he talks about the family is so important. It's the family where we first learn to live. And the family is not always the easiest place. But he says it is the place that God destined humanity to live. Let's just listen to this. So I really encourage you to watch it. It's, a, it's on the, our website, the, the clips. It's fantastic, uh, 20 minutes of, of really what Pope thinks. And it's this inclusive love that is a hallmark of his papacy. And, and it's not something new. It's a hallmark of Jesus Christ. This inclusive love we are called to include everyone. And the family unit is where we first learn it. But he doesn't hold that family unit in the narrow terms. He uses it in the wide terms. Yes, the family, as in your own family, is where we first learn it. Whatever that family unit is. But it is not there that we must stop. It is there that we first learn it, and then we must see everyone in the human race as family. And when we see everyone in the race as human, as family, then we see those who are out on the, on the peripheries, the people who are most broken, most hurting, most disenfranchised, are the ones who are most in need of the sharing of love. He highlighted later on that it was the children and the elderly who most need that love inside our families. And that outside the families it is the poor the immigrants, and the people who have no one to take care of them, the sick. When we come to this table and when we welcome in new Catholics into this table, we include a wider tent. We say we are called to that mission of love. Not just in our family, but yes, most predominantly in our family, but also into our community as a parish. And then beyond. It is so important that when we come to feed ourselves and to be nourished here, that we must live it out there. That 
We cannot be like these disciples who get, who get jealous because somebody else is able to do. So isn't it wonderful that other people can love as well as we do? Isn't it wonderful that other people can hear the message of Christ and live it? But all the more reason why we ought to live it and celebrate it here. So today we come to partake once again of that mission, that mission of love for every one of us in our own family, in the family community, in the human family we are called to serve, most especially at the highest peripheries.